0: Been hurt don't in like an it, accident, the know. other driver made a bad choice. So make a good choice. Call 7070. Choose attorney Anthony Paglia for the maximum possible settlement of your injury case. Call 830-7070. Good morning, Clark County. Welcome to the show Money, Politics, and Religion. Because if we don't talk about it, someone else will control the narrative. First, money. How should someone handle money so they can make their lives better? Second, politics. How can we learn from other countries' failures to help improve our communities? Third, religion. How can we improve our spiritual lives so we can live in peace and abundance? Anthony Paglia's grandpa was the late Arturo Gambito, co-founder of the Latin Chamber of Commerce and Nevada's first licensed Hispanic architect. Anthony will share Arturo's legacy with you to help improve the community as Arturo would want. So if you're ever hurt in a car crash, call Anthony Paglia Injury Lawyer at 702-830-7070 for a free and confidential consultation. And now, here is the producer and your host, attorney Anthony Paglia. Call 830-7070.
1: Welcome, everybody. So, if you want to build a home, you have to have a solid foundation. If you want a career in case management, you need a solid foundation in understanding um, auto insurance policies and what those mean, Uh, the demand process, uh, liens, bad faith, and settlement. And you can learn about all those things through the Coaching Pros program. Uh, We recommend that you take it, even if you're an attorney or something, there you can learn. I took it myself. So for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to uh, talk about I'll quickly, briefly go over what we'll talk about here. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, first off, uh, Glenn Lerner's story of the unauthorized practice of law. Uh, David Francis's story on soliciting clients with tow trucks. Matt Dunkley's story on addiction. We're going to uh, talk about the book, The Thinking Person's Guide to Sobriety, by attorney Bert Plumen, Stories About and Solutions to Addiction. Uh, We're going to talk about a Nevada case called Leochi. It's called Tort Reform um, Hurting Consumers and Attorneys. We're going to talk about the book uh, Bloodthirsty Bitches and Pious Pimps of Power by attorney Jerry Spence. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, that's a great uh, title for a book. Uh, We're going to talk about caps on damages promote baby deaths, so why caps? Uh, We're going to talk about how the Oklahoma Supreme Court declares caps unconstitutional under equal protection. We're going to talk about conflicts of interest, drivers versus passengers, and uh, sample waiver form. Rules of the Road, another book we're going to discuss by Rick Friedman and Patrick Malone. And also, again, there's a a thinking persons test in this book that we'll talk about briefly as well. All right, so let's get started here. Um, Under the Professional Rules of Responsibility 5.5, The Unauthorized Practice of Law, So when it comes to negotiating, the the major takeaway is um, whenever there's negotiations, everything needs to be ran by the attorney and the final decision has to be approved by the client. Um, If you go on Google or any search engine and type in uh, Nevada State Bar attorney search, um, you can find on the Nevada State Bar website where you can search attorney's names, you type that in there and you'll see uh, public cases um, about us. and these things happen and I'm not here to disparage anybody I, I, I say these names because these people are the best of the best and um, all you know any of us are susceptible to um, substance issues. so with uh, um, Glenn Lerner as well you know he'll there's a, a, two, a couple cases one where the insurance company did attack him and you know this is why we have a rule where negotiations can't be solely one person um, when you do that you will um, have a, an opinion from the Supreme Court about that. so we got to make sure that our systems are proper within the law firms. So also you'll see there's another case where um, he has some substance abuse issues as well. If you talk to him about it, he'll tell you his testimony how he found Christ and it might sound a little corny, but it's actually a really cool testimony. It's a really cool story. Um, and he's you know one of the more famous attorneys here in town. He uh, you know uh, is a great marketer, attorney and businessman. Uh, next, next, we have uh, David Francis, uh, the Rules of Professional Responsibility 7.3, Communications with Prospective Clients, and you'll, you know, you'll see uh, an opinion regarding uh, Mr. Francis in there. And uh, basically, the, the major takeaway is you don't want to use tow trucks to get prospective clients. It hurts our reputation as injury attorneys. And you don't want to do that so if you know of someone doing it run away and um, if you're an attorney you have the duty to report these things if there's a rumor about someone you know having a tow truck guy pick up someone take him to a law firm you know you just want to get away from stuff like that because you can get in trouble um, they mentioned you know people stealing from uh, Francis within his firm and also there's a couple of DUIs in there too so again um, lessons to be learned from these great people. And lastly, we got um, um, Matthew Dunkley, him and I shared office space uh, for some time. And he, you know, unfortunately he fell to gambling. You saw the video, Sin City, you know, all of these risks are, you know, thrown in our faces. So we have to make sure that we're on guard and that we don't fall uh, victim to these um, substance abuse issues. Now, um, why would I talk about, you know, these rules and everything? How does it relate to substance abuse? Well, it's the pressures that we have as practitioners, both from the insurance industry, the state bar, to make sure that we are doing everything correct and right. All right, so now let's start with The Thinking Person's Guide to Sobriety by attorney Bert Pluman. Uh, The book is written about an attorney who overcame alcoholism. He writes stories about other highly successful people who fell victim to alcoholism by normalizing the behavior and overcame it. The major takeaway is, if addiction is more powerful than your own free will, then God is more powerful than the addiction. The only way to defeat an addiction is through the spirit. This is a spiritual warfare. Alcohol is tricky, and this is from page 11 of the book. Alcohol is tricky because it affects your ability to see without your knowing that your sight has changed. Alcohol anonymous, or AA meetings, were integral for people, and the only requirement for membership was a desire to stop drinking. It's from page 36. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are essentials of recovery, and selfishness and self-centeredness were the root cause of the problem. That's page 41. The book has ancient scripture from page 43 and 43 of the book, and um, I believe uh, Vicky's here. She's going to read a few of the uh, passages, hopefully. Vicki, are you here? No? Okay. But, are you? Are you uh, are you ready to read the one of the pass the passages? Four. All right. Thank you very much. Put your car keys under the bed at night so that you have to get down on your knees to get them in the morning and while you're down there, page 45, say some meditation prayers. Change your attitude and have faith in the fundamental goodness in the universe and believe that you'll be just fine. Page 50. Be aware that pervasive advertising does have an effect on your behavior, so be mindful of adverts for alcoholism. For alcohol, excuse me. Women digest alcohol differently. Page 111. A female is only 23% as effective as a man in neutralizing alcohol. As a result, more toxin directly enters the bloodstream. In Roman times, female drinking was illegal and even punishable by death. Page 113. You must learn to forgive and be forgiven. 149 to 151, what affects us most is the culture in which we live. Lawyers have historically lived in the romanticized work hard, play hard lifestyle. Maybe try work hard, pray hard. That type of pressure can lead to drinking, so chase free time for yourself, family, and friends. Page 163, better to try to understand yourself and the remarkable camaraderie and friendship and fellowship that adds so much to life. And we saw a glimpse of that with Peter Guzman in the Latin Chamber of Commerce. So that's one great group to join to help build that camaraderie. Um, Moving on to uh, the pressures of of the uh, industry, you know, there's um, what was called tort reform in the early 2000s, where there was a a, a press in the legislature by the insurance industry to promote the idea that injured victims um, will increase your rates and hurts the economy. Well, each individual claim has its own policy and um, they pay out their own amount um, separately. And it's, it's misleading because the two most profitable industries in the United States, banking and insurance. And this issue um, really hurts consumers. So whenever we pass a law um, saying, oh, you know, the sky's falling, fraud this, fraud that, we actually hurt ourselves. Um, that's, for example, the caps on damages we'll get to later. Um, also, there's a, um, I mean, this reached all the way to the Supreme Court, these issues where um, the stuff we heard, you know, what I just talked about, attorneys are arguing it in court in closing. They're saying, oh, you know, cases like this really make me upset because now I have to worry about their policy and their injury affecting my bottom line as a consumer. And that's a flat out lie. And the case, the Nevada Supreme Court case, Lioche, L-I-O-C-E, um, is a very important Nevada case where um, our hero here, plaintiff consumer lawyer George Bochanis, was able to uh, bring this to light. Um, and we had an insurance defense attorney in three different cases argue in closing the same exact thing. And he just argue, uh, argued propaganda. And when you're in closing, you're supposed to only argue the facts of what happened in a particular case. But he was using political propaganda to... Um, further uh, the agenda of saving profits. It's little profits, too, that get paid out to injury victims compared to the major profits the auto insurance industry makes. Alright? So, um, that's a very important case. Uh, Moving on to uh, Jerry Spence's work here, Bloodthirsty Bitches and Pious Pimps of Power. Um, And so I'm just going to be reading some uh, parts of the book to you. Do you think as the doctors claim that if you give up your rights to full justice that the industry will come to your town do you think as the doctors claim that if you give up your full rights to justice your kids will stay in nevada if you give up your rights to full justice as the doctors ask, do you think your doctor will lower his feet to you who do you think pays more for insurance per dollar earned for you for your health insurance or your doctor for his malpractice insurance the u.s general accounting office determined the supposed crisis of medical malpractice insurance Alleged by the American Medical Association, the insurance industry, and some politicians was unsubstantiated and that the American public was misled. So profits is what the so-called crisis is really about. This is page 166. When an injured person comes into court, on the face of the suit papers, it appears to be a suit against the person causing the injury, but it's the insurance company that will pay the final judgment in the case. When a case is appealed, the case is dragged out and the consumer could go bankrupt or die. But the insurance companies live forever and their money never runs out. The consumer needs the money now. The judicial fraud is that no one is permitted to tell the jury the truth that yes, an insurance company is behind the suit and will pay all the costs of the suit as well as the final judgment. It looks as if the money the jury awards will come out of the pocket of the person sued. If the consumer's lawyer tries to suggest the insurance company is behind it, the judge will call Mr. mistrial and issue the costs against the consumer. This rule law is a judicial fraud. So, in, in law school, we're taught we don't talk about insurance because the juror is just going to find for the person uh, who has insurance because insurance will pay. However, it's equally possible that the jury's thinking, well, they're suing this little old lady. She must not have insurance because it would have settled out. And it's not fair that they're you know, dra- you know, doing this to this old little lady who you know, cause this crash, this accident, right? So, what I, you know, my, my, my position is let's treat the jurors like grown-ups and let them see everything on the table. They'll make a determination whether or not uh, there's insurance, right? So the argument for capping damages is that because the insurance company's profits go down, the cost of insurance goes up until doctors, for example, cannot afford insurance and may leave the practice. After a massive campaign in Texas, financed by big Texas money, voters were persuaded to eviscerate their own constitution so that non-economic damages were capped. Those greedy lawyers you know, and those untrustworthy juries. Non-economic damages are the loss of enjoyment of life and are the people's most important damages. After the insurance company's victory, one of the nation's largest medical malpractice insurance company executives told Texas insurance regulators that the newly imposed caps would save the company little if any may, any money, maybe 1%. While the company at the same time was requesting a 19% rate increase from the Texas Department of Insurance. This is from page 162 of this book. Americans broke free from the English because we do not want to be controlled and wanted a better life. A TV bobblehead and English critic said this about America. Think of all those ridiculous suits that may seem entertaining but are actually clogging the courts and costing money to pursue. The plaintiffs had to pay the other side's fees upon losing, a large number of these cases would disappear, and rightfully so, from the docket. Cable TV is misleading people and catering to its main advertisers, the auto and health insurance corporations. You know, the president doesn't say fake news for nothing. TV shows and their hosts do not show the countless lawsuits brought each year by truly <coughs> injured citizens. If an English system was adopted, no injured person would have the first chance at justice. It's hard enough to win the most uh, meritorious of cases. I cannot win a frivolous case. First, you must overcome a judge who could play God and terminate a people's case based on a summary judgment. The major truth is 18% of the civil cases filed in the nation were for personal injury. So 18% is way lower than what we're led to believe. Caps on non economic damages for all of us, even if I get severely hurt and disabled? Yes. Even the Wall Street Journal pointed out that the losers from such a legislation would be, most notably, retired people, children, and housewives. Corporate American propaganda tricked the average American, and many are still under this dark spell into hurting themselves. Here is the journal quoting Kim Gandhi from now National Organization for Women, President. Quote, when you put a cap on non-economic damages, quite literally, women's lives are valued lower. Caps violate victims' protector rights to a jury trial, equal protection, and due process. Caps and damages are evil. Page 164. So this brings us to um, caps on damages promote baby deaths. So why caps? If a baby suffers from a preventable harm due to the carelessness of the hospital and staff, then the baby should be compensated for the losses. Under caps of damages, the baby will get the cap if he or she is dead. If the baby is alive and requires lifelong care, then the number to compensate the baby is in the millions. To combat this, the insurance companies will prolong the case to prevent paying for the care. The baby's family cannot afford the costly care, so they have to rely on private funding companies through an attorney. So why caps? We learned from Jerry Spence in the previous section that injury payouts don't really affect the bottom line of the insurance industry. For, an industry. for an insurance company to squeeze more money out of the communities this way is just pure evil. And there's a, in April of 2019, the Supreme Court of Oklahoma declared that caps and damages violate equal protection. And how does it violate equal protection? They, they basically, the takeaway is, if you have a medical malpractice injured victim, doctor, you know, they're injured because of negligence, and they, um, well, they die in the cap supply. Over here, you have the person who would say they're hit by a tractor-trailer, and they have major damages as well. They get to pursue the full amount, so there's not equal protection amongst the two injured victims, and that's how the Supreme Court was able to find this unconstitutional. Hasn't happened in Nevada. I, I, recognize, I, see, I recognize some attorneys here from Richard Harris's office. And um, yeah, and some other guys here. So, you know, I, I, I call out to you to be the person to to kind of follow the lead of, of Oklahoma, so we can get this kind of these things. We can fight back and change the law to help consumers. So there's a lot of opportunity out there for you guys. Um, all right. So, moving on to uh, conflicts of interest. You know, again, another pressure. So we have you know these pressures can lead to substance abuse, right? We have. Um, attorneys, uh, insurance defense attorneys, kicking butt because they can argue propaganda um, that's been um, stamped out, but it takes a lot of work to appeal these cases, a lot of pressure, and this pressure can cause substance abuse. Another uh, type of pressure is conflicts of interest when, what I say is when in doubt, refer it out, all right? It's just easier that way. If a driver is potentially at fault, it is a good idea to refer the driver out to another personal injury attorney and keep the passengers as clients. If you know the other driver is at fault, then inform them to contact their insurance. Help them in any way possible because they could call call you if they are injured uh, down the road. It is good to network and have other personal injury attorneys to communicate and network with. I'm a member of the Nevada Justice Association. It's a consumer protection group and I recommend um, everybody to be a part of that group. Uh, It is for attorneys, however, um, they have uh, events and stuff for everyone to attend. Right. If you want to represent all the drivers, uh, if you want to represent the driver and all the passengers in a disputed liability case, you can have the client sign a waiver. If you are sure the driver is not at fault and the passengers agree, but the insurance defense thinks there's a liability issue, you can represent everyone in your vehicle. And this is uh, Nevada Rules of Professional Conduct, Rule 1.7, Conflicts of Interest. What I did is, um, I have a book here, Um, it's called The Nevada Court. Nevada State Court Litigation Checklist by Jay Young, um, nevadalegalguides.com. And this is a tool to help alleviate the pressure for attorneys so we can make sure that we're on top of our game and we're taking cases to prosecution. Right? And inside this book, uh, Form 8 has a consent to represent multiple clients. So that way, um, if you want to have them sign the, uh, this, one way to do it is have them fill out the form. I'm right, moving right along here. Rules of the Road by Rick Freeman and Patrick Malone. Um, a lot of times when people are injured um, on the roads, car crashes, uh, they might be hit with someone by, uh, who has no insurance, no auto insurance to cover the losses, or there's not enough insurance to cover the losses. So we have to make sure that we protect ourselves and have what's called uninsured, underinsured motorist coverage. And then we got to deal with, with our own insurance company in those cases if we're hurt in a car crash. And it can be uh, difficult they're very uh, uh, smart at what they do. And so what helps us is some rules that they have to follow. And I'm gonna decide off some rules for you right now. That's case law, meaning a judge wrote it in an opinion and it becomes law, it's called case law. Business of insurance is highly specialized with policyholders particularly vulnerable and dependent on, the, on their insurance company. Company must treat its policy holders' interests with equal regard as it does its own interest. This is not an adversarial process. That one's my favorite because in a letter to the insurance company, you can pose it as a question. How are you treating my client's interests equal with your own interests? And have them ex- explain that. An insurance company may not ignore evidence that supports coverage. If it does so, it acts unreasonably toward its insured and breaches the covenant of good faith and fair dealing. And you can learn a lot about good and bad faith through Coaching Pros program. An auto insurance company must fairly, reasonably, and promptly pay the claim if payment is warranted. A company should pay the claim unless there is a good reason not to. Denial should not be based on speculation. If denied, insurer must promptly give policyholder a reasonable explanation of the basis and in the insurance policy in relation to the facts, policy provisions, and applicable law upon which it relies for denial of the claim. So the insurance companies, got to explain to you why I'm denying your injury claim, right? What's cool about these rules is you can use them um, in your complaints, right? Admit or deny an allegation. You put the rule in there. You must treat your equal your rights as equal to my clients, and they're either going to admit or deny that. Um, you can do it also. What's called request for admissions. Put that in there. Um, admit or deny that you have to keep my client's interests as equal to your own. So with these rules, um, they help relieve a lot of stress. I know it's helped me Uh, relieve a lot of pressure uh, having these tools in order to properly uh, represent my clients moving along here so back back to um, this book, I actually found this book in Jerry Spence's ranch in Wyoming I spent a week up there doing a psychodrama class and um, it's a great book And if you're able to get up to Wyoming, I recommend you do that as well. Um, There's a test on the back of the book here, uh, 205 to 207. Because no two people are identical in their addiction to alcohol, a definitive diagnosis would require a lengthy and honest dialogue with a skilled interviewer. However, a 10-minute self-administered test is useful as a quick barometer for someone wondering if it would be reasonable to explore the issue by attending a few AA meetings, most of which are open to non-alcoholic visitors, and whose only requirement for membership is the desire to stop drinking. And so the State Bar in Nevada also has a great group. And um, I know a few of my friends, good friends, who've used um, the State Bar as a, a place to um, get help, and it's really helped them. And I recommend uh, that if you have any risk factors, like you're going out drinking you know, tequila every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, whatever it may be. So... Um, I'm just about done here. I have about about less than five minutes. I want to open the floor. Does anybody have any questions for me before I sit down? No questions? Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. God bless.
0: So, make a good choice. Call 830-707. Choose attorney Anthony Paglia for the maximum possible settlement of your injury case. Call 830-70-70-70. Good morning, Clark County. Welcome to the show Money, Politics and Religion. Because if we don't talk about it, someone else will control the narrative. First, money. How should someone handle money so they can make their lives better? Second, politics. How can we learn from other countries' failures to help improve our communities? Third, religion. How can we improve our spiritual lives so we can live in peace and abundance? Anthony 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 Paglia's grandpa was the late Arturo Gambito, co-founder of the Latin Chamber of Commerce and Nevada's first licensed Hispanic architect. Anthony will share Arturo's legacy with you to help improve the community as Arturo would want. So if you're ever hurt in a car crash, call Anthony Paglia Injury Lawyer at 702-830-7070 for a free and confidential consultation. And now, here is the producer and your host, attorney Anthony Paglia. Call 830-7070.